Very good. Just, uh, just focusing on the last line of that song, Christ the Lord is leading us on and on and on and on. That's, that's where we want to find ourselves every day, that the Lord is leading us on and on. And, and, if, and not just personally, but as a church. And um, I'm, I'm excited today uh, to be here in the Church of Jesus Christ and to be looking forward to what God has in store for us because we know that he's got good things. And um, I always like to go back to the, the scripture in Second uh, Nephi, second chapter, 25th verse, where it says, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. You know, to realize that God's intention for us is that we would have joy in our life. You know, not that we're gonna have a life that's completely trouble-free, but that uh, we would have the hope in Christ that we would have his peace, we would have his spirit, his intervention, and that he would see us through and, and whatever we have to go through, that we might have the joy of the gospel and, um, and his goodness upon us. And um, I don't know about you, but I was really blessed with our service last week. And something that really struck me was I heard a testimony of um, how that... Um, one of our, our new members was, uh, or maybe both, I don't know, how they appreciated our, our beliefs, uh, which are based upon the Word of God. And, um, and I thought to myself, I think we take that for granted sometimes. You know? And I think, too, that, that um, some of us um, are not able to make a Sunday school, some of us are not able to make Wednesday night, and, um, and I thought, you know, we don't really just sit down and just talk about our beliefs. Or in our, in, in our regular preaching service, we, we talk about Christ and such. But I just felt like, you know what, I, I really feel like just kind of very quickly running through our, our beliefs, for, you know, especially for those that are not able to make some of those services, and just to kind of rehearse some of them, um, you know, for all of us to just appreciate a little bit. And... Um, you know, I, I'm going to throw this question out there. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But if somebody, uh, if you were just um, talking to a friend or a coworker or a fellow classmate or something, and they came up to you and they said, well, what do you believe in? Could you answer that question? Do you feel like you could answer that question? What, what do you believe in? If somebody asked you that, just think about that for a minute. And if, if, um, if you're like... Um, most of us, I think we get caught a little bit off guard. Would that be a fair statement, that, that sometimes we get caught off guard and we don't know what to say? And, um, you know, I would hope that we could say that we, we believe in what the Lord has laid out for us in the scriptures. We try and follow as closely as possible the, um, the, the teachings of Jesus Christ in the scriptures and, and how the church was set up and the ordinances and the beliefs and such. And I'm just going to run through those very quickly because um, if, if you go to the church website, um, there is a, a very um, concise kind of a, a statement. And there's a lot of resources on there that, for studying now. And, and one of the things, too, that I, that's in there now is there's a member's guide. If you go in there and you click on education, there's a member's guide thing that goes through a lot of our beliefs and explains them a little bit more. And I would encourage you to take the time you know, people sometimes they say, you know, you encourage us to study the scriptures, and I don't know what to study. 
Well, they have a lot of thing, a lot of good references in there. If you go in there and look at the members' guide to see what do we believe and what's the scriptures to back it up and all that kind of thing. But I'm just going to go through the beliefs very quickly and comment on them, and we'll see where that goes. And if you know, maybe my brothers will have some comments to follow. So here's uh, some a list of some basic beliefs that we have. Uh, we believe in God, the Father, Jesus Christ, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very simple, and and um, that that's the, the Godhead, that is who created the universe, plain and simple, and the, the whole, you know, Christ taking on flesh to be on the earth for us, um, and, and the Holy Spirit. We can't fully comprehend exactly what eternity is and, and how that all works, but we know that God is, is the supreme being. He's all-knowing and all-powerful. He knows our thoughts. Do you, ever, you, you know, when we go through our day, to realize that God knows our thoughts, he knows our actions, our intents. He is everywhere, you know, omnipresent, uh, you know, he knows everything, it's amazing. He created the universe and he cares about us as individuals. Just amazing uh, what God is. Uh, we believe the church is established by Jesus Christ, has ordained officers consistent with the scriptures, that the believers possess the signs promised to them, that this church kingdom will remain upon the earth until the end of time. And for those of us that have had the privilege to be in the church for a number of years, we've seen the gifts. We've seen healings. We've seen visions, dreams. We've seen revelations. Um, you know, uh, we've seen the Spirit lead us and direct us and show us things to come and, and direct our path. You know, I, I can think of so many experiences, and I've experienced this in my own life, where the Lord... Um, when he wants you to be somewhere, he puts you there. And that happened to me even just this weekend. I was supposed to be at a conference, and uh, due to weather, I ended up being stuck in, in Phoenix. And when that happened, I said, Lord, you know, there must be a reason for me to be here uh, this weekend. And sure enough, um, let's see, that was on Thursday morning. On Friday night, I got a desperate text from a brother that was, that I have a unique uh, I was in, I'm in a unique position to help them out. And this brother was really discouraged and really down and just said I'm at the end of my rope. And because I was in town, I was able to, to help them out in a way that they were so thankful. And, and by the end of the day on Saturday, they said just, you know, thank God that you're, you know, your family was here and you were able to help me out. And I just am so much uplifted. And it was like, okay, Lord, I, you know, that's why I was here because this, this brother was in, in trouble. He was ready to just throw in the towel, and, and I was, you know, you put me here so that we can help you out. And, you know, the, the Lord directs us. He puts us places, and we don't, you know, you look at it and you say, well, that, that wasn't my plan. But when we have our life in, in God's hands, and we say, Lord, let it be your plan, he puts us places. And that's, you know, the Spirit of God, it moves upon us. It, and, you know, I've been on other... Um, trips where even the Lord would say, this is not where you belong. You need to go somewhere else. And then I go, and it was like, well, why? What's wrong with this? But then you follow that direction and you find that the Lord has got something for you. And, and it's just wonderful to walk with the Lord and have him in, in, in our lives. And that's true for the church as well. We have these gifts. We have the direction. It's, it's always amazing to me how, like, even when, as a ministry, how the, the Lord gives us unity where we just, the, the same spirit, you know, we talked about uh, last week 
with our baptism where the Lord revealed it to like a half dozen people that we should have our, our new brother and sister both go into the water together at, at the same time for the baptism. And, you know, that was something that's highly unusual for us as a church. And yet the Lord revealed it to multiple people um, that didn't, didn't consult with each other beforehand, but it was just they all had the same thought. And that's the Spirit of God moving that puts that upon us, that we have the confirmation. And that's exciting. It's beautiful to see that, and it's beautiful to know that that, that Spirit that, that revealed in Christ's day is still doing that today. Um, we believe the Bible and the Book of Mormon to be Holy Scriptures telling of God's relationship with the human family. These two scriptures jointly convey God's dealings and plan for mankind. And God has, has revealed his word, um, in his word, a, a lot of truth that um, can speak to us day by day. That's part of the reason we encourage people to read the word of God is because you can read one scripture one day and you don't see anything in it. And then you'll find yourself another day when you open up that very same scripture and the spirit of God, all of a sudden, that, that scripture comes alive to you. And it's like, wow, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, I, it, I, that's happened to me where, um, you know, even I, I'm thinking of, uh, we were talking in Sunday school today where um, in, in uh, one of Lincoln's addresses, he uses the term, uh, judge not that you be not judged. And, um, you know, in that scripture, I've read that scripture a lot of times. And there was one particular time where I, I was reading it and I, I was looking for something else in that chapter. But when I read those words, the Lord, and, uh, the Spirit of God reminded me, you judged this person. You judged this other brother and you were totally out of line. And I immediately realized I was convicted by the Spirit of God. I made a phone call. I apologized. And, and I learned that that was a very much needed apology, that I had offended somebody with a statement that I made, and that when I called them up and I said, boy, the Lord has convicted me with this, they said, you don't know how much of a relief this is because I was carrying this and I was so offended and I, and I felt like you were wrong, but the Lord showed me that I was wrong. The Spirit of God convicted me when I was reading his word. And that's, that's again, when we talk about having the gift of the Holy Spirit and and, and when getting into the word of God, the Lord can speak to us through his word. Um, we believe that divine inspiration is an indispensable qualification for the preaching of the gospel. Now, when we come up here, we, we really depend. You know, obviously, we study the word of God, and we meditate, and we pray. But once we get up here, you know, we really depend upon the Lord. And even amongst the ministry, we prayerfully consult with one another who should open up today and how should this go, and, and uh, we defer to one another. Um, we believe that the Church of Jesus Christ is patterned exactly as is represented in the scriptures, including the following ordinances and practices. Baptism by immersion, and we, we witnessed that last week. Now, I, I, I do want to say this, too, that we try to do the, the ordinances exactly, as, as close to being exactly as we can understand them to be. You know, unless the Lord shows us otherwise, we're going to try and do it. Just like Christ was baptized in an open body of water, that's why we went out to the lake. You know, I mean, I, a lot of us have swimming pools that we could go to somebody's swimming pool. You know, we, we do it in the lake because we say, well, this is how the Lord did it. We're going to try and do it as much as like he did it as possible. Um, you know, the same thing with sacrament. 
when we break the bread and when we, we share the Lord's Supper, um, laying on hands for the reception of the Holy Ghost, which is outlined in the, uh, the scripture very clearly, feet washing, which seems like, you know, to somebody that, that's not familiar with it, they say, what do you get out of that? They don't realize what a beautiful expression of love that that is and the blessing that we get. I mean, it's powerful stuff. And it puts us in a different level with one another. And, and honestly, I've experienced it where when there's a little bit of hard feelings, that when you wash somebody's feet, when you share in that, those feelings disappear. We're all the same. And it's a tremendous blessing. Um, anointing the sick and, and, and praying over them. We've heard many testimonies. Sometimes even instantly where people have been healed. I, I know our sister, um, um, oh gee, Faye, Sister Faye Lavalvo, just recently, she, she had been experiencing weeks where she had fallen and had a concussion and she had a, dis, uh, she said she lacked clarity in her thinking and, and um, it just wasn't getting any better. And she was anointed and immediately that, that left her. She had clarity. And, and has had clarity since. Just like that. You know, sometimes the Lord is instant, sometimes it's not. Sometimes we say, Lord, we're not seeing the answer we want right now, and we need to keep praying. And, and sometimes it's, it's multiple anointings. We shouldn't be afraid to go more than once if that's what's necessary. And um, uh, we, we ordain uh, the officers as Christ taught us, and the blessing of children, not a baptism. But even as Christ's example was to bless children, um, that's, that is what we do. Okay, we believe obedience to the gospel is necessary to obtain salvation by taking the following actions. Believe and have faith that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior of the world. Repent of your sins with a desire to sin no more. Be baptized by immersion in water for a remission of sins. Receive the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands. Live righteously, remain faithful, and endure to the end of your life. Very simple things. And, you know, um, you know the, uh, not everyone has the understanding. Um, but for those of us that do, this is the, the plan that he's laid out. And there's a blessing in observing the gospel exactly as Christ taught. It, it really uh, helps us to be in a place where we are... Um, able to call upon him with liberty. We're able to uh, accept all the promises in the scripture. That's a really important thing. There's so many promises in the scripture that when we're living right, when we're following those, those examples and seeking to do God's will, we have the liberty to go to God in prayer and say, Lord, I'm, I'm calling upon you now. You've made these promises in the scripture. I'm doing the best I can. Help me now as I have this situation. It really makes a big difference to be able to, to um, be in a place where we are seeking uh, to do the right thing before God and be able to call upon him and see him come through for us. And I've seen that in people's lives, too, where um, someone goes through and, and when they really, truly seek to follow all of God's commandments, their life is less troubled and, and they have... Not that it's trouble-free, but that, that God comes through with prayers to get them through their, their struggles and bless them despite what's going on, and even to see miracles in their lives. Uh, another one, we believe that the Lord God continues to reveal his will through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I talked about that a little bit, how the Lord works with us through the, this Holy Ghost, but also even in, in terms of um, 
as a church, you know, um, you know, something that um, with his timing and, and how things work out and um, even with, the, with this building, you know, something that a lot of people don't realize with the timing of us getting this property and building this building, something that, that was very interesting that would have cost us a lot more money if, we, if the timing had been different. When we, when we bought this property and we started building our building, the first time we went in for plan review, there was a plan that the street had to be widened for the entire length along, um, along uh, Broadway Road here. We would have had to literally move all the street lights back. We would have to move this, put in a new sidewalk, curb. We'd have to tear out the old ones. We'd have to widen the road by another lane. Would have cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars because that's, that's a long stretch along Broadway there. Would have been very thick pavement. Very expensive, and when we went in with our plans the first time, when they turned them back to us, they said, nope, you got to widen the road. So we went ahead and we drew up the plans to widen the road, and that plan had been in place to widen that road for many years. If you look at the property over here and over there, they didn't widen the road, but if you go to Home Depot and you go across the street from Home Depot, they had to widen that road. It was very expensive. So they're saying, you know, we said, well, you know, they didn't do it on either side, so why do we, have? but they said, no, that's the plan, you gotta widen the road. Well, between the first time we went in for plan review and the second time, the, the city council voted, we're not gonna widen Broadway Road anymore. The, the freeway has taken enough traffic off of that. We don't need to widen Broadway Road anywhere. And from now on, we're not gonna widen Broadway Road. So, when we put the plans back in, they said, well, you gotta change it back to what it was, because now we don't want you to widen it. And so if we would have gone in a few months earlier, before we were under construction, we would have had to widen that road. Um, and thank God, because of, of, he delayed us in getting this property. We're like, why is it taking so long to get the property, Lord? The Lord knows what he's doing. You know, we were frustrated, but the Lord said, just wait, I gotta, I gotta take care of that road issue for you. So just give me a little time. I'm going to work that out. That's how it is in our life sometimes. We say, Lord, you're not answering my prayer right now. You know, what's the deal here? You know, if it, our, our, if, if, maybe the Lord has a plan for us to be a testimony to somebody else. Maybe there's somebody that we need to be impacting in their life. And, and he's keeping us in a place where maybe we're not that comfortable being. He's got this all figured out. You know, Christ the Lord is leading us on and on. We, got it. we can't forget that that he's got a plan, he knows what he's doing, our job is to be in his will. Our job is to be following his commandments, seeking to be in the place that he wants us to be mentally, spiritually, and physically. Allow, you know, submit to his will. I was supposed to be in Pennsylvania. When, when that didn't work out, I just said, okay, Lord, you got a, you got a reason for me here. Well, just show it to me so that I can do what you want me to do and be that person. And you know, it was interesting because when this brother contacted me on Friday, initially I thought, well, you know, uh, you know I, I found myself praying, Lord, send something to give him encouragement and help. And then, it, then I realized, wait a minute, what I've got going on Saturday is, is exactly what he needs. If he comes, I'm gonna be able to, to um, minister to him and address all his needs, and it, and it was amazing. And, and then I realized I just need to tell him we got to get together. And and it, 
And it, was, it took me a while to figure that out. Okay, Lord, you put me here. But then he, he really showed me when I started praying and say, Lord, help this brother. Then that's when the Spirit spoke to me and said, you're, you're in a position to help him right now. And you need to just, you need to contact him and tell him this is where, how we're going to help you. And it was, it's beautiful when, you, when the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you when you feel like, like it's working. And that's, Christ the Lord is leading us. You know, we just have to be seeking. Lord, what do you want me to do today? I mean, I, I, I try and remind myself when I say my prayers in the morning, Lord, what do you want me to do today? What's your job for me today? Because we can be a blessing every day to other people. Even if it's being a testimony, even if it's being an example, when hardship comes our way and we keep our faithful to the Lord, there's so many different ways that we can be used by God. Um, we believe that the resurrection of Jesus Christ established resurrection for all mankind. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. He broke the bands of death. You know, something interesting that I always like to think about with, with the, the, the crucifixion and the resurrection and is that Satan thought he had a victory when Christ was crucified. And in fact, that was the ultimate victory when Christ resurrected that negated everything that Satan did because he broke the bands of death. He gave us that freedom um, from, the, from having to face eternal damnation. So, so God is so much more powerful than Satan. He's so much smarter. So that's who we want to be with. We want to be with God. When we turn our life over to the Lord, he is so much smarter than Satan. Now, Satan, he throws his darts at us, but ultimately he's going to lose if we continue to trust in God. And that's who we want to be aligned with. Uh, we believe that marriage between a man and a woman is a holy institution, plain and simple. Um, God has blessed the human family. He's, uh, want, he you know, the, told Adam and Eve in the beginning that you, to replenish the earth, you know, to have children and to teach them of, of his good ways. Uh, we believe that many pure and precious tenets of Christ were eventually changed in the early centuries of the Church of Jesus Christ, and God restored the gospel in its fullness. You know, now we, you know, we talk about how Satan tried to destroy uh, the church as, as God set it up, and um, certainly he, he tried to lead people astray. And you know, A lot of people point back to when... Um, Constantinople, no, that's the city, Constantine, he decided that he was going to take over the church and use it for his purposes. And, and it really corrupted the church because all of a sudden it became a political tool. You know, when they saw the church was gaining in popularity, the politicians said, hey, we want to tap into that to control the people. And that's how, how Satan is. But ultimately, you know, God said, we, I've got a plan to restore the truth of the gospel. And we see that that restoration has gone way beyond um, just the, the, uh, bringing the Book of Mormon to light. But if we even read in, in the Book of Mormon, it talks about God working upon an individual to, um, to, uh, that we believe it very clearly is, is Christopher Columbus um, to uh, you know, actually come to this land and um, when you read the, um, uh, you know, when, when the, the Book of Mormon came forth, you know, there was no uh, publishing of Christopher Columbus's diary in English for um, Joseph Smith to have known who he was. But when you, um, when that was later came forward, and if you have a chance to ever look at that, 
Christopher Columbus said, the Spirit of God wrought upon me to cross the ocean. It's amazing how clearly he felt like his job was to bring the gospel to foreign lands. Uh, he thought it was the Indies. It's true that he thought he was going to India and he was coming to this land. But the Spirit, he says very clearly, multiple places, that, and he was a very spiritual man, and he felt the Lord compelling him to come and bring the gospel to, to foreign lands. Which, you know, it's a, that is, you could, could, could not have been a, a um, coincidence. There's many uh, Reformation leaders that the Spirit of God wrought upon to question the church, the pilgrims that came. Uh, and there's missionaries going throughout the world that maybe don't have our full understanding of what the restoration is about. But there's many bringing knowledge of Christ. And, and I believe that the Lord is working among those people. Anyone that is um, uh, seeking to bring... Others to Christ is, is a friend of Christ for sure. We believe that God has promised many blessings to all who love and serve him and that he will remember his covenants to the house of Israel. You know, when we talk about the house of Israel, a lot of the evangelicals, they, they think in terms of um, the nation Israel, Judah. And we know that those that's all the tribes, that those promises are there for all the tribes that... Um, they will recognize someday Christ as a Messiah and that there's a great work that God is going to do to bring those, those tribes to that knowledge. And we have a kind of an interesting role as a church and even uh, for those uh, that, that are on this land that are descendants to help them come to a knowledge of Christ. Not that it's not our job to bring everybody. Um, so we believe in the second coming of Jesus Christ to occur at the end of the world with the first resurrection, and that he will wed his bride, the church, and gather unto himself all the righteous. Um, so ultimately, Christ, you know, we understand, is going to return. But there's a lot of good things before that happens, you know. And sometimes we see all the chaos in our government, and we see a lot of discouraging things, you know, with the, the economy does this, and, and there's wars and rumors of wars, all those things. But when we start to understand the scriptures um, and realize that the um, prophecies that are out there, God has got it. He is, is going to, to build, um, you know, help us build a new Jerusalem at some point. He is going to bring Israel to a knowledge of Christ, at which from that point it will go to the whole world. He promises us that um, in the scriptures that the uh, knowledge of God is going to cover the whole earth. Um, there, there's just a lot of really good things. You know, we, we read in, in multiple places in the scripture, it talks about um, the, um, the wolf shall also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and fatling together and a little child shall lead them. And he goes on to say um, that, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So, so there's, there's a lot of glorious promises uh, that the Lord has uh, for us, you know, even um, for the, the peaceful reign that is, is going to uh, come where the kingdom of God will be established on earth while men are in the flesh. There's, there's a lot of turmoil and all those things, but ultimately the Lord's plan is going to be fulfilled and we're going to see a lot of good things come. But in the meantime, we want to just be where God wants us to be us for his good purposes 
And we have a lot of reasons to be um, optimistic and to feel good about the future and what the Lord has for us. So I don't, I don't feel to go on today, but I just want to thank God for the beliefs that we have that are based on his word and that um, we continue to pray that the Lord gives us more understanding of his word. You know, as a, as a church, we're not perfect. As people, we're not perfect. But the more that we can strive to be like Jesus Christ, the more that we can strive to follow everything that he taught, the more that we can um, follow, you know, the, the, the two, do the two commandments, you know, to love God above everything else and, and to love others as you love your, you know, yourself, that we might be a light to this world and, and do think, live righteously and be instruments in his hands. He will use us for his good purposes. He will, we will be blessed when we uh, do his will. So may God bless you is my prayer. So you guys ready for the quiz? <laughs> And I say that jokingly because, um, you know, sometimes we don't go back to those basics enough. We don't go back and think about what God has established for the church and our belief in what God has given to us as a church. And I appreciate Brother Tim you know, using that tool that, that is up there on the website. And I would encourage you, there, there's, a, uh, there's a breakout of those beliefs and, and a lot of scriptural references you can go and you can look at. And I would encourage you to do that because they, they are important for us to know. They are important for us to have an answer for. They are important for our everyday lives. And you might think, oh, okay, what did I get today? Um, well, here comes the quiz. Alma says to the people of Zarahemla in the fifth chapter, And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren and sisters, if ye have experienced a change, in, a change of heart, and ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? Have you walked, keeping yourselves blameless before God? Could you say, if ye were called to die at this time within yourselves, that ye have sufficient, you have been sufficiently humble, that your garments have been cleansed and made white through the blood of Christ, who will come, remember this is before Christ, who will come to redeem his people from their sins? Behold, are ye stripped of pride? I say unto you, if ye are not, you are not prepared to meet God. Behold, ye must prepare quickly, for the kingdom of heaven is soon at hand, and such a one hath not eternal life. And Brother Tim, towards the end there, he got into some of the things that we believe as a church of future events and prophecies that we still believe will be fulfilled. Do you believe they'll be fulfilled? If God said it, will it be fulfilled? It should be, yes. Um, it should be, yes. And, and yeah, we can dispute and, you know, there's been people who've, who've tried and spent tons and tons of time reading the scriptures and trying to predict when these events are going to take place. But God's time frame doesn't work with ours. Brother Tim even alluded to that in uh, the building of this building and things that went up, transpired. And God's timing is perfect. We struggle with that. 
because we like things now or when we want them to be. You know, that's just the way our nature is. And so, but when God commanded it and God says he is going to gather Israel, God is going to gather Israel. And the Book of Mormon teaches us about uh, us that are Gentiles get to be grafted in and we get to be receive this adoption in as the children of Israel. Not because of our birthright or because of our nationality and those things, but because we believed in the Son of God. And we've taken upon us the name of Christ. And we've received that adoption in and be that opportunity to be grafted in. And that should be exciting to us. And yeah, we go through struggles and we, we have trials and we hear about people struggling with belief and things that, that, you know, sometimes we look at it and we think critically. And then sometimes we really empathize because we've been there ourselves and we understand what they're going through. So I go back to the scripture with Alma. You have experienced a change of heart, and you have, you have felt to sing the song of redeeming love. I would ask, and you feel so now. That would be my hope in Brother Tim sharing this message, reminding us of the beliefs, and, and in even just this little bit that I've pulled out of the fifth chapter of Alma. I pray that if you felt that change in your life and you felt that redeeming love of Christ, that you do feel it now. And that it's alive within you. And it's something that keeps you going day after day as we look forward to these future events and we look at our situation and our world and, 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 and the financial markets and all these things that weigh down upon us um, from concerns and things that we have and realize that God is in control. He's in control of all of that, and maybe more importantly for you personally, he cares about you, and he's in control of your life, if you will just let him. We like to grab it back so often. I'm probably the guiltiest of us all. I like to grab it and take charge, and I want to be in charge of my life. And I just got to give it to the Lord so that I can continue to sing that wonderful song of redeeming love that I experienced November 29th of 1992 when God called me and I went into the waters of baptism and came out a new creature in Christ. Oftentimes I don't go back to that day enough. I did last week because we spent wonderful time with our new brother and sister and had the opportunity to take them in the water. That should remind us over and over again of what God has done for us and God continues to do for us. And it should be exciting to us. And I pray that it is. May God bless you is my prayer. Good morning. I checked, it's still morning. I am very happy to be here today and to be able to uh, be with you and share uh, some thoughts and experience. Uh, one of the uh, uh, 
thoughts that I had was uh, when Brother Tim was speaking, uh, Brother Austin followed up and said, so I kind of stole it from me. But <laughs> I, I stole a song, so we got even. Uh, it, is, it is very important to, to go through and, and think about. One of the simplest and easiest ways to look at this is uh, step back for a second and ask yourself, what is it that the Lord would want you to believe? What are those basic, simple beliefs that God himself would want of you? There are not very many. As he listed off today, just 12. And that's it's a very simple belief. And you, th you think about it for a minute uh, at all. And all of the world and all the beliefs in different places, uh, the, the beliefs that we have, uh, I can find no fault with, literally. If you, if you go through and study the scriptures and understand all that God has, and if you pray and you bring yourself before the Lord many times, uh, we would find that the Lord has very simple and very few things we have to do. Among those is to believe in Jesus Christ. That's primary. But also to follow up with that, to, to go ahead and because of that belief, act on that belief and go down into the water of baptism and come out again a new person, born again, and then to receive the Holy Ghost. And then follow the other uh, instructions that were given. That's not hard and not controversial. Most of the world would agree with that. It's very straightforward and very simple. And, and I wanna tell you, uh, they were talking about the baptism last week, I didn't make the baptism, but I can tell you something about baptism that you may not know. And that is that for the minister who goes into the water, they experience that same experience being baptized themselves. They have that transforming experience come over them that really affects their life. They are made new just as much as the convert is. It is an amazing feeling, one that you cannot describe in any, in any easy way. But it's one that you, I tell you, as a minister, you want to do it over and over again. You want to be out in the water as often as you can. Really. And so if you have more that want to get baptized, I'm, I'm here volunteering to <laughs> take care of that for you today. But a part of that experience is a part of what those instructions, basically instructions are. That the, the instruction is to love God above all else. with all of your heart and mind and soul to really truly love him. Well, I can tell you while you're in that water, you experience a power of God's love that is miraculous. You cannot explain it any other way. And I, I was, actually before, I didn't know what Brother Tim was gonna speak on this morning, but I was, I was thinking about the, the occasions and the ways in which we can experience the power of God's love. And, and one of the things I was, uh, I was thought of 
was uh, a mother having a newborn baby. There's something that transforms and changes that. And it must be incredibly miraculous because after they have the firstborn, a year later they want to have another one. That's hard to understand with all the pain they go through. And they'll tell you it's the worst pain in the world. They still want to have another one. I don't understand it at all. But I do understand that the one simple ingredient that makes it possible is the power of God's love. And if you love God with all of the power and might that you have, you can experience God's love back with all his power and might that transforms you because of his love for you. I can tell you with certainty, God loves all of his creation, every single one. And that includes also the animals and trees and other things. But yeah, all of the human beings on this earth, he loves them all. Good, bad, or indifferent. They fail him, and, and we all do. They don't come up to his expectation, and he loves them anyway. And that's the way God is with us. That's also the way we need to be with each other. We need to experience that. So if you go through our basic, simple beliefs, believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart and soul all your mind, body, and spirit with all that you have. And it will change you. It will make you feel different about every person you meet, every person that you know, every person in your life. Because to, to love God is to love his creation, to love your fellow man, as yourself. So it's not uh, not to be taken lightly. Not a single word of the 12 steps. Probably shouldn't use that term, 12 steps. <laughs> Triple A or a, double A. Or maybe I should. But it nevertheless, they're good steps in their progress to bring us closer to God. God bless you.